take a short break on the Parsha. Um, during the portion of uh, Vayishlach today, and um, you know, lots of times when uh, we go through situations, uh, experiences, difficult uh, situations, sometimes even traumatic events in our lives, and even after we, uh, even after we heal, even after. Uh, situation improves but sometimes the scars sometimes the the pain sometimes the leftover baggage that we had whether we had a difficult youth or we had a difficult marriage or we had uh, problems with our children whatever it is you know there is uh, unlimited amount of problems that too much to enumerate but uh, sometimes even when the um, when the situation becomes better, but you still have some of that pain that you left over there. Now, of all the forefathers that we read in the Chumash between Avraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov, and now we're talking about Yaakov, the third of our forefathers, uh, they all had, you know, experiences. You know, Avraham was thrown into the fire. He had to move, and uh, his wife was taken away. Asarinus Yonus, he was ten, test time, ten times tested. So he, went, he had an experience, and uh, as well as Yitzchak, Yitzchak there was hunger, Yitzchak was, his, his, his wells were stolen from him, his wife was taken from him, and also he went through. But it seems like Yaakov got the brunt of it. Uh, he had uh, more than anybody else. I mean, first, already in the womb, his brother was uh, fighting with him, and they were quarreling already. In his mother's womb, by Yisraelitza and we know that uh, Esau, when he got angry, he was going to kill him. And he had to run away for his life. He had to run for his white life. And then working for his uncle, for Lovin, was no picnic either. I mean, that was a pretty traumatic experience. In his own words, Yaakov says, uh, the heat used to uh, scorch me during the day and the freezing weather, weather during the night, and uh, no sleep, not at the daytime, not at nighttime. And you cheated me constantly with the scepter. And finally, you think that, you know, he finishes with love on, he escapes, and he gets out of that problem. Now, Esau is coming with 400 men, and then he has the, we have the whole experience. So, Yaakov went through a lot. So it's interesting what the verse says in the end of all of this experience. It says, Yova Yaakov Sholem. The Yaakov came, came Sholem, he came to the place Sholem. No, Rashi says he came whole. Because we also, what I didn't mention, he also had a wrestling match with an angel, with the angel of Esau. And the Esau's angel sort of banged him on the side. And he started limping. So the Pesach says, the verse says, He became whole. He became whole. Everything, everything went back to the way it was before and better. He was healed, Rashi says, from his limping. He no longer limped. Now he's physically, fully back and strong. He was also whole that 
this whole huge gift that we read that he sent to his brother. So maybe you think that now Yaakov is any is less affluent. He's not as rich. He's not as uh, has uh, assets as he had before. No, no. From the entire gift, Rashi says that he gave to Esav, he wasn't lacking a thing. He had everything. So he was whole physically, and he was whole also monetarily. He's good. But yet also, the third point was that he was whole in his learning of Torah. Rashi says that this entire experience that he had in the house of Laban and having to work all this time. So, literally speaking, he didn't have time to open up a Gemara. <laughs> the Gemara, to open up uh, a, a Sefer, to learn something, to study, to use his mind, to be uh, intellectually engaged in the words of Hashem and the Torah. Whatever the Torah was at the time, we know that the forefathers studied Torah. So there was Torah at the time, just said the Gemara, but they maybe knew the Gemara too. But uh, he didn't have the time, so he was busy working. So you might think that um, maybe he was lacking something. The Pesach says, Yakov he was whole. All of his learning was complete and whole, that he didn't lack anything. And, you know, sometimes when we think of our journey, life's journey, and we look at Yaakov and we see that maybe we want to spend more time uh, sitting in the best Medrash and studying Torah, but we don't have uh, the time for it. We have obligations, we're busy, we have to earn a living. Maybe we want more time to daven, we want more time to be mitzvahs, we want to give more tzedakah, we want to do more good deeds, we want to do more and more. But we think, well, Hashem hasn't blessed me, so I can't do uh, all the tzedakah I want to give. Uh, I'm busy, I don't have the time to learn. And especially, sometimes you think about people who do like Yaakov, Yaakov, they make it their lives mission to actually go out to the world Maybe they leave their home behind. I'm talking about just, you know, as a Chabadnik, uh, the Shalichas, you have a young people living uh, their comfort zone, their place. They live in, in Brooklyn, where there's kosher food, there is shuls, there is all the spiritual needs they need. And we just have asking, it was in, just in India, and you know, there's Chabad over there. Unfortunately, we know what happened over there several years ago, but there's Chabad everywhere. They leave. They're communities. So sometimes, you know, you worry. They'll leave the community. How are they going to make a living? How are they going to survive, you know, in their environment? Or how are they going to be physically uh, sustained? How are they going to be healthy physically? But certainly, how are they going to be overcome spiritually? You know, if you're in a desert, in a place where nobody else shares your ideas and nobody else shares your thoughts, and how do you stay strong? How do you, uh, how could you go out by Yetzir Yaakov here? And the encouragement is from the Parsha that you see. Yaakov goes out, and he has to deal with deceptions, he has to live, deal with such a world, a cruel world, but at the end of the day, when you are going 
with a mission and you're going with the power of the Mishalayach, the sender, with the blessings and the energy that the Rebbe invests with the Kayach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Hashem wants us to do what the Tzadikim instruct us and guide us that we should do. That is the secret of the success that after everything is said and done, they make it. They make it financially, they survive pretty good. They make it physically, they're healthy. And most important, they also remain very spiritually strong. Not only don't they lose their own level, but they bring back, just like Yaakov brought all the tzoyin of Bakar and everything, by Hili, Shorva, Chamoir, they bring down all the, all the sparks, all the holy sparks that are all over the world, gather them together to bring them together to greet Mashiach Tzidkeinu. We hope to hear Vimeinu very soon. And when Mashiach comes, the collective scar that we have over 2,000 years being in exile, which is a scar that we collectively have, and some of us already, you know, stopped searching or looking anymore because we sort of gave up almost hope. You know, we're not, we don't think anymore because it seems so, we've hoped and we've waited and we've yearned so much and then we were disappointed. So it's, 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 it's very hard. But in one moment, all this will turn around and we'll see that when Mashiach will come very speedily in our days, that we hadn't lost anything that all physically, financially, but certainly spiritually, we'll be able to come together with Mashiach and bring the world to its ultimate goal and purpose, and we'll all be complete, and we hope that this will happen with Henry Emanuel.